Welcome to episode 434 of Troubadours and Rock On Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature a grand conversation with artist, songwriter, musician, actress, and our resident storyteller, Little Star Run. She tells a brand new story based on something she experienced recently and connects it to some of the things she shared with us in the past. We delve into her experience this summer first and then talk about a phone call from her grandmother reaching out from beyond about watching the birds and deliberating, an African mystic and a celebrity, a hidden library, cosmology, cell phones as magic little boxes, and meeting a new angel. Perhaps a grand conversation with Little Star Run this go-around. We have an EWSA titled Bling, and I share some findings, actual findings, from the August 2021 edition of Harper's Magazine, We also have a poem called Lush Garden. And of course, all of this will be infused and imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It's so nice to be with you. Let's get to it. Episode 434 of Troubadours and Rock-On Tours.
The shadows of this deep existence in the middle of nowhere, everywhere, infinite and finite too. What else can we do? We are where we sit and stand. We walk and talk in a moment from the past, thinking of the future, wondering about the plan. I hear a beautiful song a bird sings outside this window. What of it? Who am I? Who are you? They, he, she, it, us, them, and those that pretend. Machines run loud to cut the trees and the grass are a pain in my ass. Sassafras, spelled out plain and simple to those drones. Why is it so difficult to rise above these predetermined senses of reality? Just keep giving those dogs a bone. These myths that hold us as conscripts into an army of brutes, boobs, and belittled pushovers. It's as if we are more comfortable believing in a life of jealousy, fear, silent complacency, or teeming rage, or perhaps just nihilistically empty, standing in the shadows, coiled like a spring, ready to jeer instead of a life that is simple in its complexity, rich in its lightness, heart, and soul, collective in its individual responsibility to oneself as well as the whole. Love over hate is so hard the cool kids are on you all of the time, creating a false sense of security and call it sublime. Nurture the streets and the hills, the rivers into the lakes and oceans, natural thrills. The sand of the deserts, the prairies and jungles, the ancient wind and our fresh lava core pollen and seeds, fluttering butterflies and humming honeybees, the swampland so plentiful, the hot, soothing natural springs. like a star left a trail behind and you spit as you slammed out the door and if this is love we're crazy as we fight like cats and dogs I just know there's got to be more
Gosh, I'm cruel and I'm blind And if I exercise my devils Where my angels may leave too And when they leave They're so hard to find So please call me, baby Wherever you are It's too cold to be out walking in the streets We're wounded Everyone's a bit insane I don't want you catching your death A cold out walking in the rain We're always at each other's me up the wall but most of the time I'm just blowing off steam and I wish to God you'd leave me and I wish to God you'd stay and life's so different than it is in your dreams please call me baby wherever you are it's too cold to be out walking in the streets Things when we're wounded, everyone's a bit insane. I don't want you catching your death of cold, walking in the rain. Little Star Run, is that you? Hello, EW. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? How's the uh, summer going? We're getting toward the dog days, the later third of the summer, I guess. Um. Wow. The summer has been miraculous uh, and very eye-opening for me in um, in a lot of ways. Um. I feel very, very grateful um, just for uh, being able to be alive, number one, you know, uh, with what we're going through. And uh, I, I also feel very grateful um, to have a lot of, uh, you know, projects and, and people and good energies supporting me. So... I feel very fortunate. That's great. That's great to hear. Um, and you're right. You know, oftentimes we take it for granted. There's a lot of craziness going on always, everywhere, it seems, you know, um, a lot of wild behavior. Uh, good, but I'm not talking about good wild. I'm talking about that uh, disturbing wild, you know. I mean, you go to, to places... Across our own continent, people are sick and people are troubled. You go to other parts of the world, such as Afghanistan, where 
it's you know very scary at the moment and so on and so on so yeah i'm glad that you put things into perspective it's good just to to be involved to be engaged to be secure right um yeah and to be you know we've talked about it a lot just be in the present moment and aware of um you know the the good things around you and um also what you can do to help with that universal chaos you know um having the best intentions you have for your own sphere of influence yeah well put i should mention for those of you who haven't uh heard us talk with little star run before she is a regular contributor on troubadours and rock on tours she's an artist a songwriter a musician an actress among other things and our resident storyteller. And uh, she's been sharing some stories connected to one sort of, uh, I guess, area, one one sort of umbrella. It, it, they fall under angels among us, I guess, right? Yes. Um, and angels can be interpreted, you know, it doesn't have to be interpreted in the um, traditional way. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about like women with flowing hair or, you know, uh, those archetypes are um, arbitrary. Yeah, I agree. And you're not necessarily talking about a religion. No. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about um, non-physical consciousness, uh, spiritual experiences, uh, unexplained experiences. Have you had another one? Or are you going to I go did, recently? I did. Yeah. I did. And, you know, it just keeps bringing me back to um, to that thread uh, that that I had started. There, there was a series of angel encounters for me that occurred around the same time. Uh, and I've already spoken about uh, several of them, but I'm going to continue that uh, that time period and uh, and also the connection with that. But I, I guess I want to start in the present because my particular recent angel experience had to do with a deceased relative, um, my grandmother, actually. And uh, it was a situation where I was supposed to take a trip. And I can't, I can't reveal a lot of the details about this particular instance. I, I can reveal what happened, but I can't uh, talk about the... Um, the true specifics, just to protect some of the people involved. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and and this, is this a paternal or a maternal grandmother? Uh, maternal, yeah. Um, and she she left us a number of, of years ago. She uh, she left this uh, life, and uh, there there have also been other instances where uh, some of my other family members talk about her. Uh, being present and appearing and uh, their, their, their experiences as well. And uh, so I wasn't surprised when this happened. I was surprised by the method that it occurred. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the method, yeah, I, <laughs> the method, the method of communication. Um, well, it's been said that uh, that our cell phones are somewhat magical objects in the sense that, you know, we would have never imagined that, um, you know, 
20 years ago or something that we would have the world at our fingertips, you know, our smartphones be able to pretty much do anything from our phone. So in a way, they're they're these little magical uh, boxes, right? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, obviously, you know, if you if you're a little skeptical about magic, you can call it a you know technology, but it's um, it's a form of magic, right? Um, so I was supposed to get in a car and go on a trip, and there were some negative energy surrounding the circumstances, and I was feeling really unsure if I should be in the vehicle with the with the person you know that was supposed to uh to be driving and um if if i needed in general to just get myself away from that situation and uh i was i was having a moment uh where i i was sitting outside watching nature the birds kind of deliberating about like, okay, um, you know, I really need some kind of guidance on this. <laughs> I don't know who I was talking to, you know, myself, the universe, but I was like, I really need to figure out if this is, um, if this is safe for me. I was feeling very unsafe and, um, my intuition was going off and, um, so I, I asked for some guidance. I forgot about it. You know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to maybe let it sit for a while and not think about it. And I got a phone call on my cell phone. Uh, it didn't ring. It was, you know, a missed call. Uh, and it was the phone number of my grandmother's hospital bed hmm. from, from years earlier. And I, and I had it in my phone. It, it was always um, written as Graham Hospital Bed 2. That's how I knew that. That's how I knew how to ask for her when she was in the hospital. That's how I, you know, knew how to understand uh, that she was calling me as well. So it came up, missed call, Graham Hospital Bed 2. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, so at first I'm like, okay, fluke of the system, you know, maybe someone else is there. Somehow my number is still programmed into that hospital bed from years before. I'm not really sure that that's a thing, you know? Right. Uh, so <laughs> at first I'm like, oh, okay. Um, is Graham calling me? Somehow, you know, I'm 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 not as skeptical anymore. I'm a skeptic. I I've had a lot of experiences with um with these kind of things, and I'm thinking, okay, this is this could be completely possible. And uh, there was a voicemail from the number as well. Wow. It was a minute long though, and it was blank. And, wow. You know, it was just like the sound of uh, of air. Let's say. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, you know, um, this is, this is intense. Yes. <laughs> um, and it didn't happen just once. It happened again. Uh, probably because I, I was hemming and hawing about making my decision, you know. and To, uh, to yourself and, and asking for guidance. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it happened once. I was like, okay, um, 
she's trying to communicate with me. I didn't immediately make the connection, you know, that maybe she was trying to tell me something. Uh, But then it happened again. And then I was like, okay, I need to actually examine this. Um, This is probably a warning for me because my my inclination was to not get into the vehicle with someone, you know? So you were... You were, how much time did you have to decide before you would get into the vehicle with this person or were you already traveling with this person? Um, I had time to decide and it was, it was literally that day that I had to decide a a lot of things. So all this was happening in the same day. Yes. Yes. Um, and so the, the two calls occurred in the same day and that was how. What day of the week? Just out of curiosity. Do you remember? Um, I can't remember. Let me think. Uh, I think it was maybe a Wednesday. A Wednesday. Yeah. And, um, or a Tuesday. It was, it was, you know, in the beginning of the week or midweek, let's say. Um, and, uh, so it happened twice. It was urgent, you know, happening twice in the same day as well. Um, I saved the voicemail, you know, I have it on my phone. (laughs) Um, I, uh, I, I, I was just thinking like, okay, this happened to me twice there. I don't think I can deny this. Um, I'm, and I was already feeling that, you know, the decision that I needed to make was the one where I didn't get into the car and, uh, and my, my grandmother, I think probably helped me with that. Yeah, I'm that I, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, when you think about it technologically speaking because you know you're trying to find reason here. How could that happen that phone call from the mm-hmm. hospital uh that your grandma was in years ago, she, you know, not there anymore. Uh, how how could you get two phone calls to your cell from that phone in that bedroom in that hospital? And then messages I'm- left. You know, that that's yeah. that's amazing to me. Technologically, how does that happen? I mean, if it's a cell phone, someone could, you know, give you the old butt dial or whatever. But that that's not happening with a phone in the in a hospital room. Exactly, and I'm not really necessarily sure how that works in hospitals. If they have to go through some sort of switchboard and then the person connects them, and like let let's say it was still a a situation where someone in the hospital accidentally dialed me, right? Even the fact that it still comes up on my phone as my grandmother could be a message working through someone else to get to me, right? Yeah, yeah. Why did it happen then? Right. Exactly. That was the only way if your grandma was listening and connected with your uh, need, that was the only way she could respond. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you know, uh, for, for me, it, it made sense. Uh, and, I, and I think it, it saved me uh, a lot of pain. And uh, I, I think that, I don't know, maybe something could have happened on that trip, too. You know, there could have been an accident. There could have been something. It, it, there, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of 
weird omens and, and signs kind of saying like, no, this is not a good idea. So um, for, for me, that was the, um, the point where I realized, okay, everything's trying to tell me no, you know? And, and it, I'm trying to understand, uh, well, would, would you mind telling us your grandmother's name, first name at least? Oh, it's Mary. Mary. It's nice to yeah. put names to people. Mary. I like the name Mary. <laughs> um, I had a neighbor when I was a little kid. Her name was Mary. Uh, she was, you know, I was like a toddler and young and she was probably in her 70s and 80s. And I remember her talking with her through the fence in my parents, at my parents' home. You know, they were our next door neighbors. And I was, when I hear Mary, I think of her. But, but anyway, um, and she was kind, so. I'm picturing your grandmother as a kind individual, uh, and I bet she was. But what, what about this person? It was one person you were going to be riding with or a few people? You would have been the only person? Um, no, there would have been other people as well. Um, it, it wasn't only the trip. that It was all the circumstances around it. There were several factors that needed to be figured out. And, uh, and basically, I, I decided I had to just wash my hands of the whole thing. And, uh, and, and get out, you know, and not be involved and, and not, uh, and not continue to be involved energetically with, with the circumstances. So it, uh, I, I hate to be so vague, but you know, I need to do that. Actually, I need to protect the people that are involved in this. So, right. I, I, I respect that. So, it, but these people were, were, were friends or there are new people in your life. Uh, both a combination, a, com yeah. a combination, and yeah. and you you really couldn't pinpoint exactly what was not copacetic, but there was something that wasn't just wasn't wasn't feeling right. Yeah, very strong feelings, um, and it it relates back to the previous angel stories because I hadn't felt that way in a long time. I hadn't felt those super strong sensations in a really long time, the you one, know. The ones that go back, to, the ones that occurred in New York City. Yes, yes, and uh, I I tied the two times together because I I felt that the the energies were were very similar, and um, I uh, I wanted to just expand on the New York City. Uh, time i think we left off where i had uh met the man on the bus i think that was the last part of the story that we had um yeah yeah you were leaving new york city where were you going to i don't recall that um i was traveling i was traveling to pennsylvania um actually i was traveling into the city yes oh. i was tra i was traveling back into the city oh back into uh, the city from pennsylvania uh, yeah, and actually from the West Coast, I was sort of like en route uh, back to New York. Yeah. So, oh, I got you. So, yeah. Because there were many aspects of that story. I remember um, uh, the the man on the bus, though, he he was, you want to refresh us on, on that interaction? Oh, yes. Well, he was supposed to be um, at work as a security guard at the World Trade Center on September 11th, on the day that it, um, September 11th occurred. Right, right. And uh, his mother was actually the one who had called him and told him not to go into work. Uh, for some reason, again, we don't know, you know, she had obviously no idea that maybe she did. Maybe maybe she knew that that was going to happen. 
but he had decided not to go into work that day. And, uh, and he was forever changed, <laughs> as he explained to me on the bus. Um, his, uh, his whole life changed from that moment. The way he saw the world, the way he saw himself, the way he saw his purpose in life, the way he saw his family, everything. He felt there was more than he realized, perhaps, or? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I obviously can't speak for him, but I can speak for the energy that he was emanating, you know, from inside, uh, like an illuminated being, like someone that could just hand you, you know, the answers to life and, uh, and you could be perfectly content with it. And how do you feel and how do you think that experience connects to what you experienced with your, you know, the, the calls from uh, your grandmother and, and uh, helping you decide not to, to go on that trip with those individuals? Well, I, um, what I've been researching about um, angel encounters is that they, you know, they usually occur around things like natural disasters or um, a lot of times they do occur on uh, with vehicles and cars and, and highways and, and things like that. So um, uh, I, I tied them together because I was, you know, kind of trying to understand maybe some of the parallels uh, and also about why I was feeling a lot of similar energies and thinking about those times and conversations. They also, angel encounters also occur between or before uh, large decisions in life, making uh, very momentous decisions in life to change directions or to, to do something unexpected. Um, and there are books and books out <laughs> about this, I'm finding. Um, you know, not necessarily from one religion or a viewpoint or... Um, our mindset, uh, and they all seem to have similarities, regardless culturally where where they're from. And would you say uh, these encounters are the angels, as we're calling them? Are they are they ancestors necessarily, uh, mostly? Or are they are they strangers too? Um, I mean, I think if I recall correctly, you would even categorize the man on the bus as some sort of angel for you at that moment when you when you uh, interacted with him too he was alive he wasn't somebody from the beyond um well it, it's um it's uncertain you know how and when and where and in what form uh this energy can take uh, apparently it can take on um infinite numbers uh of of different energies you know and it's it's just kind of up us up to us to um be able to to recognize that these uh, energies are around us. We're not using so much of our brain most of the time, or even our um, our heart uh, consciousness. So, you know, it's it's tapping into to understanding when those forces are at work, and also our connection to them because uh, we're all interconnected. As much as people don't want to. Uh, embrace that you know there's a lot of uh dissonance and separation in our daily discourse with one another uh, but we are all connected 
uh, and connected to that larger energy. Uh, which brings me to how this story unfolds after the bus. <laughs> um, because I, I arrive in New York City and I don't have anywhere to, to stay. And uh, so I actually thought of this phrase recently and I was like, when, you, when you're not living anywhere, you start to live everywhere in the sense that you start to see, um, you know, that the things that we've built up around ourselves as barriers, as culture, as um, uh, commerce, uh, you know, economy, all of these things, um, they're, they really are fluid and, and not, not a, a solid thing that, um, that can be defined. So, you know, when you're outside of those norms, um, you kind of start to see them a little bit differently. And uh, that was how I was kind of looking at the world at that time, uh, looking more for connection than separation, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a healthy way. That's a healthy way, I would say, right? Yes, and um, so I needed a place to stay, and uh, I, I ended up meeting... I can't say names again. <laughs> I'm going to have to be. <laughs> so I don't have permission to use names. Uh, so I, I ended up meeting an African mystic. Uh, that's mystic and healer. I guess I'm going to say that. Uh, and a celebrity. <laughs> really? Yes. And I ended up living in a squat in the East Village with them both uh, as roommates. Um, and, and that, that was, you know, sort of something that I, I just came across squat for people who don't know, it's, you know, illegal, uh, occupied building. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we did have, uh, electricity though and running water. It was, it was civilized. We didn't have a lot of furniture. Um, but it was, uh, it was a safe haven for me and, uh, the, the African mystic um, ended up finding out that my second name was Lucille and wondering about that and talking to me about it. And I explained, oh, you know, it comes from my family. And um, and he was telling me what it, what it meant. And he said, I need to take you to this library. And I said, okay, um, what library? <laughs> He's like, oh, you'll be surprised. And uh, he took me to an esoteric library that it, it's not intentionally hidden, but it is at the same time. It's open to the public. It's open to anyone that wants to find it uh, in the sense it's sort of a little bit of like a, a Harry Potter kind of thing. Um, it's called Lucha's Trust, and it's an esoteric library that uh, overlooks the United Nations. And Lucius is, um, it means light bearer, and uh, it was actually named, it was named from the Latin for Lucifer. It's not a Satanist thing, but there's some people that really think it is, but it's not. It was named from the Latin, meaning light bearer, and then, you know, it was sort of talking about this higher consciousness, and that's why the library was founded. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
yeah, when he found out that my second name was Lucille, he was like, oh, I have to take you to this esoteric library. So he brought me there. And uh, it really is like something out of Harry Potter. Um, and this is a, a library that studies uh, the ageless wisdom, which includes everything that has to do with the energies that I'm talking about, angels, uh, higher consciousness, um, esotericism, uh, cosmology, the universe. Um, and, and this is where life led me right after, very, very soon after that encounter with the man on the bus. So what year are we talking? Um, oh, I'm not sure. Well, yeah. That, when did September 11th happen? That was like 2001. One, yeah. One, yeah. One. <laughs> don't ask me years. I don't remember things. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm like that too. I'm terrible with dates, but I'm <laughs> trying to get, generally speaking, the early, the early very, very early 20th, uh, 21st century. Yeah, and um, so so going from these angel encounters to living with an African mystic, uh, you know, and being taken to this esoteric library called Lucha's Trust, which their philosophy, too, is that if you want to find this library, you're going to find it. So, you know, and if you don't resonate with it, you won't you won't end up there. And uh, I think that's uh, an interesting way to look at a lot of things in life. Mm hmm. Definitely. And that, that it expanded your, your, your sense that there is a more and, and, and meeting the African mystic. And I suppose the celebrity, I don't know if he has, or she has a role in this too, uh, gave you more, uh, substance, more direction to, to a certain extent in your own journey for your own journey. I think I wasn't necessarily ready to receive all that at the time that I did. Um, but, and ma maybe I just don't have the right perspective on it. But recently, uh, the name of a book that I had taken out at that library came up very shortly after uh, I had that encounter with my grandmother on my cell phone. And... Again, for me, that tied it all back in together, that, okay, the energies from that time, the things that are happening now, the connections, um, there's something going on here. Uh, and I hadn't thought about that book in, in quite a long time. And uh, it's called, it's A Treatise on Cosmic Fire. That's the name of the book. And uh, I used to carry it around with me. You're allowed to take uh, books out of the library uh, for a certain number of weeks and I had I used to carry it around with me not really understanding it completely but sort of just wanting the energy of the book with me you know yes and this is back with the uh, the esoteric library that the African mystic that library you got this book out of back in uh, well 20 years ago basically yeah. Uh, and and now, how did you come across it again? Because you, I mean, you get you, you you didn't steal that book from the library uh, back in two thousand and one. So how how did you come back to it again now? You know, more recently, right after that encounter with your your grandma. Uh, it came up in conversation with uh, a person that helped me out of the situation that I I was in with the um the vehicle and everything that my grandmother had to help me with. And uh, it came up in the conversation with sort of uh, a new type of angel that uh, 
that protected me through through that situation when I needed it. And uh, I, but this this was a, a an actual person and um, a friend. And uh, so ha- not having thought about that uh, that book in a really long time and um, making the correlations and and understanding that okay, you know this was probably the the right path that I needed to take and uh, and there were all these signs maybe my entire existence leading up to it you know just for that moment you know because the, the correlations between the number of years that had passed also the circumstances and everything they certainly got my attention that's for sure yeah uh, and are you going to get a copy of, of a treatise on cosmic fire and maybe delve into it again I already did. I already did. <laughs> I've already started rereading it uh, and understanding it completely in a, in a different way now. Um, and if for anyone that, that is interested in this esoteric library, um, you can also take out their books uh, online, uh, espe- especially now because of the pandemic. They're mostly working through online uh, borrowings and things like that. They also have a school uh, on esoteric wisdom that's completely free. It's a correspondence uh, kind of learning and um, it's accessible to everyone. It's been made to be that way if uh, people are open and ready to receive it. And they just uh, would kind of like do a, an internet search uh, for the esoteric library in New York City or something to that height? Um, it's called Luch's Trust. Oh. So it's like luchestrust.org. Would be the um, website. Mm-hmm. And Lucha, is that like Lucia or how, how do you spell that? Oh, so it would be L U C I S trust. Um, so T R U S T. Yeah. Luchis trust.org. Um, yeah. Excellent. And uh, Little Star Run, our resident storyteller. What another great story. We're just we're just about out of time. It, it goes by so quickly when we talk. It does. <laughs> Do you have a, a, a parting thought until next time for our listeners? Be open to receiving unexpected signs from the universe about things that you are trying to understand in your own life. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's a pleasure talking with you. Uh, hopefully we see you out and about one of these days. But in, uh, even if not, I look forward to talking with you again soon here on Troubadours and Rock On Tours. Thank you, Little Star Run. Oh, thank you, E.W. Always a pleasure. Take care. You too. Thank you.
Some of us know the answer's hard to find We live in our mind And it makes us all forget sometimes So just take a break From the messages and calls that you had to make Cause I can see it on your And now some actual findings as compiled and published by Harper's Magazine for their August 2021 edition. Again, actual findings. Photons in plasma were accelerated to 1.3 times the speed of light. Concrete buildings can be built to serve as batteries. And the snow covering Greenland was getting darker and older. Terrestrial middle latitudes cooled by around 6 degrees Celsius during the last glacial maximum. Archaeologists concluded that the aqueduct of Valens had a second channel for maintenance, but were unable to progress with more research after treasure hunters dynamited a crucial span in search of gold. Half of Guadalupe's squamates went extinct after 1492, and the population decline among Amazonian people may have begun three centuries before the Great Dying. The prominent erection of the San Abbas giant may have been chalked on in the 17th century. Voyager 1 was transmitting data on the interstellar medium at a speed of about 160 bits per second and 128 baby bobtail squid were sent to the International Space Station. 
scientists have been underestimating the tree farts of ghost forests. Risk factors of non-genetic colorectal cancer include red meat, low education, too much alcohol, and too little alcohol. In an emergency, mammals can absorb oxygen through the rectum. Bears who rub against more trees have more mates and more cubs. For the first time in three millennia, Tasmanian devils were born on the Australian mainland. The parrot poaching decisions of Indonesian smugglers are determined by beauty, and the global bird population was estimated to be 50 billion.
lush garden. The arc of a long marble hallway into the coolness of white, black, and olive with sparkles of gold unfold outside as a lush garden of pink, yellow, and red intermingle. The smell and sound of clear, crisp, fresh water as a babbling brook passes through under the deep blue sky, not so high today, not so far away. I don't remember when we wild and young All that's faded in the memory I feel like somebody I don't know Are we really who we used to be? Am I really who I was? Well, the lights will draw you in And the dark will bring you down And the night your heart only if you're lucky now waiting outside while you find your keys like bags of trash in the blackening snow city of neon and doors that freeze we got nothing in the way got nothing and nowhere and the lights will draw you in and the dark will take you down and the night will break your heart only if you're lucky now and if the lights draw you in and the dark Episode 434 of Troubadours and Rockon Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, 
Little Star Run. I also would like to thank Harper's Magazine and these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, Sandy Alex G, Tom Waits, Diego Garcia, Fortet, Inflow, Ryan Adams, Brentford Marsalis, and Terence Blanchard, too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care.